Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. A very special week, as every week is very special. But, I mean, this week's even more special because I've been thinking about the show's format and I thought we had too many good sorts on here. So we needed to bring in a shit bloke with a, a shit rig and ugly as well. We've got the great Shandor Earl here. What's going on, brother? Uh, not much, mate. I'm happy to be here. Bump up the average from three to four. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I tell you what, it is good to have you here because a lot of people, well, the new people may not know, the great Shandor was the first bloke in a bar. The <laughs> first bloke in a bar re- reached out to me and said, mate, I want to I want to get amongst it. I want to get amongst it. And so we created a show called Bloke in a Bar. Yes. All the way in Thailand. Oh, so crazy. One of them popped up on my phone the other day, actually. No way. Said, you know, the camera crew kit you sent me? Yep. I used to go down and try and find these random bars. Yeah. Try and explain to them why <laughs> I want to set up and do this 10-minute show about footy. <laughs> in Thailand yeah, as well. Yeah, so good. I had, we had some mad backdrops, though, as a plus on the 100%. Plus side. 100%. No, it was cool. It was cool. Um, yeah, crazy. So it's just, like, wild to think, you know, how far Bloken Bar has come since that. Unbelievable. Like, absolutely then wild. We actually, then we transitioned into the makeshift bar in, uh, in your unit. Yeah. In yeah, in my fucking, literally my lounge room had no couch and no TV and it just had this makeshift uh, backdrop of like shelves with alcohol in it and the TV was hanging on. So what I did was I drilled a hole, like say you've got shelves like that and like that, I drilled a hole in that wall, in that wall and then I got a pole, a steel pole, put it between that, like holding it and then I got some hooks and hooked on the TV on the pole, <laughs> so bad. unsafe. Um, and we'd run I, like a bit of a live thing as well, so people would be oh, saying, like just hammering, asking oh, questions, <laughs> telling us to skull beers. Yeah, I'd hit Kmart on the way through to Wollongong yeah. every day and get a new like. <laughs> we thought we needed to wear button-up shirts. We thought we needed to wear button-up shirts. Fucking hell! Oh shit! The good day, the good old days. Yeah, in the lounge room, and that was just set up there. Uh, with his bench, everything, and yeah, long long story short, the great Shandor Oil, you went on to make the bounce back. You were talking about making the bounce back, bounce back in yeah, the league. Yeah. You did it. Yeah, you nailed that, it. That's, it's so cool to reflect on those times because it's like a bit of a time capsule, especially for yourself. You come so yeah. far and 
for me, I think I just spoke about I always wanted to come back. I wanted to do it on my own terms. So that was an awesome experience getting back to the storm and mm. going through that process in the way we did. But mate, that's just it's, yeah, it's crazy to think. Crazy to think how far both of us have come. And then we've also got the great. Gurino Garachi Kanguru, also known as the Rugby League Guru. What's going on, brother? Bit rattling this morning. I normally uh, rank myself as a top two winger on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know now. Mate, uh, you're the, the rose between two thorns now, buddy. You two just stay on the pain. I'll, uh, I'll bring you my <laughs> knee, okay? Speaking about, I mean, let's get the... I don't know if you can see it on camera, but the, the beak, where all the power lies that, that created this, uh, this platform, <laughs> got hit in the beak the other night. It was, it was the middle of the night. I opened a cupboard, hit myself in the beak. Obviously, fucking like it went like boom. And it, you know those embarrassing moments you have by yourself. You're still embarrassed, but no one's around. Like <laughs> out of all the things that could have hit, it hit my fucking schnoz. Like it couldn't hit there, couldn't hit there. So now I've got like two black eyes from fucking self-inflicted harm. You were two rooms away too, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Someone closed the door down the hall. <laughs> fucking hit me schnoz. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the beak will be stronger for it, or maybe you'll be worse. We'll we'll see. But I'd say it's pretty resilient at this point. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's been through the fucking wall. It's gonna have its own documentary, the beak. Um, but let's get into, I mean, what we're here for, and that's talking absolute rugby league. Uh, I just want to talk quickly about. I've got a quite a few messages about Darius Boyd on the SAS, and there's been a lot of um, people, I guess, surprised at. I guess his story, um, if you haven't seen it, go to SAS uh, Instagram and you can hear his interview on the SAS show just talking about what he went through. And he just details, um, you know, it's funny because anyone that's followed this podcast for quite a while and also the Locker Room page and Bloke and Bar page, you know, I, I was quite defensive with Darius, like people would rip him in. And fair enough, like you can, you can have your say in mm. the way you thought he played footy. But I was always quite defensive because obviously I, you know, lived with him for, for a few years and I... You know, it's his story to tell. So I couldn't just be like, oh, you know, he's been through a lot of shit. Here's what happened. And so, you know, some people are really surprised that, oh, shit, he really has been through shit. You know, he, he's never met his father, his mother. Um, unfortunately, he was estranged from her. So when he was about 15, he had to move in with another family. Um, it's a great watch. And I just thought it was a really good example of, you know, Darius was a really polarizing figure. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that you can't have an opinion on him, it doesn't mean you have to love him or whatever, but a good example of sometimes there's more to the story than, I mean, even one guy came up to me yesterday and he was like, man, I thought Darius was really arrogant. And, you know, don't get me wrong, he had times when he was arrogant, um, but he's clearly worked through it. Like, seeing the man that I see today and then the bloke that I live with, like, me and Darius had a really weird relationship. Like, we were good mates, but sometimes it would just be real rocky like it was just it was really weird even though i always knew we were really good mates because he was so like struggling with all his mental health it would just be like fuck up and down roller coaster and like one day we're best mates one Mm. day we're not and i had already known what he had gone through so i just accepted that like that's the way he is you can't take it that, that personally like at the end of the day he'll always be there as a mate he was actually one of my favorite people to play with um i really enjoyed playing outside him like him as center me as winger um, but I just thought it was a, if, if you have, you know, again, respect to your opinion on how he plays or whatever, but if you have some, I guess, questions as to why Darius was the way he was for periods of his career, go check out the SAS. And I actually said, I said to you, Matt, or I said to Tom and Eddie, I said, I said, um, well, let me finish. And I'll fucking, fuck, he wants to get straight in there. You're a sicko. It's called foreplay, you fucking sicko. Absolute disgusting human, that bloke. Um, so I said before SAS started, when he got announced, I said a lot of people will think that because of the way he played, he's not mentally tough. Mm. But I said he'll win it. I reckon he'll win it. And this was before it started. 
Um, did I say that to you or Tom Reddy? No, nah, he said that to Tom and Eddie. Yeah, Tom and Eddie. I, I reckon he'll win it because he's one of the hardest trainers I've met. Yeah? Like, oh, 100%. Always rocked up in good nick. Or, like, if he quits, it'll be the most shocking. I just can't see him quitting. Nah, neither. He's been on army camp. I've been with him when we – like, our first army camp we went on together was six days. And I lost nearly 10 kilos. He lost 12 kilos in six days. That's how hard the mm. camp was. And he was fantastic. So, um, yeah, for all the Darius Boyd people that, I guess, want a deeper insight to what he is like as a bloke, go check it out. Fuck, he's grown so much. It's so good to see uh, how far he's come. Just a, you, You're getting the best version of him. Like, when I lived with him, you know, to people who didn't know, he didn't talk much. But, obviously, living with him, you, you get to know him really well. Talked all the time. You know, he's a real good, good part of Darius. And I'm glad that he's revealed that to more people now and he's working on you know and he can absolutely absolutely help a lot of young players right it's the same with your podcast i still get people come up to me going oh i didn't know i didn't know that happened i've told that story a thousand times yeah it's the same thing when a player or a high profile person gets to come out and tell their story like you said it's just a nice little reminder mm. we only get 30 second snippets of these people and not a true understanding of what's yep. going on in their life where they've come from so just have that little thought in the back of your head. Have your opinion, but yeah. just a nice little reminder I reckon, for think, everyone. Yeah, like for, from a fan's perspective, yeah. like I I couldn't believe – like he didn't play well these last two years, and I understand that. But like, there was a moment in Darius Boyd's career where he was playing against the best fullback I think we've ever seen, and Darius Boyd was out playing him. Yeah, absolutely. Like that kept 2010 his, yeah. sort of – like he was on – when he won the Clive Churchill for the Dragons and yeah, everything, gun. and, you know, people want to say, oh, I, you know, Origin, he played outside GI. People act like scoring tries in Origin are easy. Mm. Like, it's just, I, I always thought he got the rough end of the stick, yeah. Darius. I, just that last couple of years, a mixture of, you know, two things. I think that, you know, there were games where it looked like he had checked out. And I think that was a reflection of his current relationship with Seabold. It didn't seem to work mm. that well. Um, and it was a very bizarre situation with Seabold and Darius because Darius was playing in a role when Seabold was playing in Clydesdales. So it's just a weird, like, Imagine the guy that, you know, was playing reserve grade ends up becoming your coach. It's a very strange relationship for a, uh, people to come overcome. Not to say that that's the reason why they didn't have a good relationship. Um, I just think the turmoil at the club, Darius was a victim of that. And he didn't help himself in certain situations. I'm not excusing, no, you yeah, know, but, sure. but in, you look at it and go, okay, when he retired, did the Broncos get better? Like, no, we got, probably mm. got worse. Um, and so, yeah... It, the last two years, he didn't play great. But I think, look at his body of work. He's a fantastic... Oh, yeah. He's a two-time premiership winner, Clive Churchill medalist, 20-plus origin games. I mean, yeah, they play. And respect for him telling his story like that yeah, as well. 100% to open up like that. So, yeah, no, nothing wrong with having your opinion on a player and you know having a bit of banter in that. But if you've ever been on the fence with Darius, go check out that interview on uh, SAS's Instagram. It is really uh, eye-opening. And it might just explain you know certain times when he's you know, an interview that he wasn't very open and all, all that kind of stuff. But for me personally, as a, a mate of Darius's, I'm so happy to see how far he's come because of the demons that he definitely had to fight. Um, now, big topic. Me and the great Kanguru were going back and forth on uh, messages, on the, on the text message, and kick pressure. Is, did we just watch the death of kick pressure yesterday? <laughs> I don't know if you can do it anymore. Can you? Really is it even worth like it? It's... And look, I understand what the NRL is trying to... It's very similar to the NFL. All of your rules are aimed at protecting your quarterbacks who put asses on seats, same as your halfbacks and your five-eights. But as you said, it's such an important part of the game, putting pressure on your mm. kickers. But especially now that when you, if you put that hit on, it's a penalty. It's not a penalty there. It's a penalty where the ball... Crazy. Lands. Like, it Crazy. can be a 50-metre turnaround. It's yeah, a, it's it's a lot. Where's the context? 
like why why have we lost context for the situation? Like, did you get a chance to watch the end uh, the end of Broncos Bulldogs? Yes. The Carrigan one? Yes. It's like he didn't hit his legs. He helped he literally helped him to the ground. What else can he do in that situation? It, like and, and that's not even including the the Sewell one, which we'll get into. It's not kick pressure, but it is pressure on the half. I totally get trying to protect um, halves, especially when it when he goes up and players hit their legs. That almost honestly to me, that's like a ten in the bin kind of shit. Oh, that 100%. shit, fucking get rid of it and but go if, hard on that. Hundred percent. You want to really push people away from doing absolutely. That. If you see him jump up in the air, don't even bother. Mm. But hitting someone around the chest. I just think that you're, we're giving half. We're basically creating an environment where a half, because it used to be what separated good halves from bad halves was who's willing to be brave enough to go into the line. Now, halves can just be like, I can go as slow as I want into the line. I don't have to worry about getting whacked whatsoever. What do you reckon, Shandor? Well, my concern is that when these new rules come in, we have to deal with it every year in the first two to four weeks. But where do they sit down? What's the criteria? Are they going, oh, let's just purely focus on safety and mm. who cares what we bring in? But... At the end of the day, I thought the rules that were there in play before were satisfactory. Like, yeah, if you go for the legs, if you take the person out by kick pressure, you know, where I've just come from for the storm, that's that's awarded to these forwards as much as a try. Like, yep. it is a significant process for the forwards. So, to take that away or to try and harbour it, I don't know. I just feel like I'd love to know the criteria for when they sit down and make the decisions each year as to what mm. rules they're going to bring in and how hard they're going to go. It's just it, – I don't understand – like context should matter. It like should. Context should matter. And this, this black and white, like basically if you looked at yesterday, what the bizarre thing was is that Reynolds got taken out a couple of times and I'm okay with that not getting penalised because I'm mm. like there has to be a point where players are allowed to pressure the kicker and there has to be an idea in the kicker's mind of I could be hit here. Whereas mm. we're getting into a situation where Players will have to like sprint at them, but then pull out no matter what. You know what I mean? That's mm. the only way you can put in pressure. And then kickers will know. Well, I know for sure I'm not going to get hit. You know what I mean? And mm. I, th- I think as well, if you know, if it gets to the point where teams aren't actually making contact with them, your kickers will be aware of that too. Yeah, They'll for just sure. Start to get around that first guy, and then you got all the time in the world all mm. of a sudden too. It's a I'd be happy for them to go harder at a sin bin offence. For example, like you said, taking out the legs, just really go hard. So yep. it puts the fear in players. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But the no contact or where we're headed with it, I reckon it's a poor decision. Mate, the Carrigan the sin one. bins, bro. Like we were saying before, me and the oh. guru, sin bins used to be for like, it was hard to get sin bin. Yep. You've ch- how many games this week got changed purely because of a sin bin completely turned the game? Like no one wants to watch that. Yeah. Guess, okay, so we'll get on to that. <laughs> Guess how much... They timed Sewell was late. Oh, I know the answer, and it was point one four seconds. Yeah. Point Context one four seconds. I like come on, like it, the, the 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 halfback should not just have a free reign. Like no. think think about the end result of this. The end result is the halfback can just jog to the line and do whatever he wants. And and the, what the crazy thing is, the defender has to stay on him, mm. and that, that, like. The, the separation between the good and the great halves is squaring up your defender. So if we take away that, then every half's going to look like a hero because mm. he can just walk, literally walk up to that and then go like... But how hard is it to add that context? That's what I've never understood. Yeah. If you're sitting in the bunker, those ones back in the day, two, three years ago, where someone was getting oh, hit late, yeah. breaking their neck, yeah. like that's different. But they penalise that all day. Mm. But if they, you know, if it's manageable, oh, that's, that's what annoys me. But I don't know. It always has to be black or white. They can never just yeah. have like that grey area and just make Ten a decision the on the bin? fly. You can't like, do that. Like penalty, I could. I don't even think it was a penalty, if I'm being honest. But 
I would cop that because it's like, yes, we want safety, okay. But 10 in the bin mm. for that? What do you reckon, Garachi? Yeah, I, and this is what we always struggle with, the common sense decisions, mm. the grey areas. We just we can never find the consistency on those spots. And you know, I have people saying to me all the time, like they message me and say, oh, they should have former players as referees. Like, fuck, they've done it. Yeah. And it yeah. also didn't really help that's that much, to be honest with you. Well, because what happens is, is the refs, whenever you see a ref make a decision like that, that's not usually him. It's He's getting told... Yeah. Yeah from above saying this week we need you to crack down on this this and this we've actually taken the decision making ability away from the refs because it's who knows what's going on how yeah. many noises they're getting the bunker sits over the top of them yeah. don't go the line if you don't want to get hit like potentially get yeah, hit 100%. that's an advantage for the halfback you want to go deep into the line yeah. and put the outside backs out on the other side under pressure you're going to get hit that's it yeah uh, just and 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 that's not to say that okay then let's just get people jammed in the back and who cares no there's got to be some kind of gray area mm. where you know was it was it in the like back? Did the half, you know, turn his back? And did the defending player take enough time to... Did he have enough time to pull out? I just... Yeah, I don't... Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sometimes I don't understand. And it's so wishy-washy that by the end of the year, it's going to be different. It's going yeah. to be different. It'll be different um, in three weeks. Yeah. We'll be, it's, yeah. You know what? It's different from game to game yeah. because we've seen them get let go. And then we see like 10 in the bin. That's huge, huge. Uh, another one I thought was pretty tough for the Dragons was the Lomax uh, 10 in the bin for that as yeah, well. I agree. Could you <laughs> definitely say that was a professional no foul? Like no maybe way. a penalty, but... You can 100% say that was a professional foul and he was never going to make it to the ball. Mm. Like, I, fuck, man, it's just... Sometimes I don't get it. Okay, and also we'll, we'll, we'll get, try to get through this real quick because I don't want to bash the, you know, the NRL and media you know, too much. But I just think... Uh, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. This bunker that gets to pull people off with concussion, mm. I just like... You know, Jack Burt, he clearly got hit in the nose and he had blood. Yep. Did you? I didn't see in uh, like. This is just a, a layman's opinion, and I'm probably on the wrong side of history. You know, maybe it's the right thing, but you know, it's like I said the other week when I was like, doctors have a different level yep. of what they see as a concussion. Like they're not like rugby league players who are understand that they're probably going to hit in the head. So, so Jack Bird, I didn't see him dazed, knocked. He just held his face. Mm. That was it. That same with Nofaluma versus the Knights. When we're, we're, in that Tigers game, when they said we've got a call, I don't think Nofaluma had any idea it was him. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he had any clue whatsoever until his name was mm. called. And he said David, and I don't think he even responded no. at that point. He yeah. thought it was someone else. It and was the, the only sign was he went like this. He was like, oh, like that. Like, I, I don't know. And, and yeah. bro, I'll be honest with you. Like, if, if you look at the reality of the situation, it is reactive. There's obviously public pressure and perception around yeah. concussions and whatnot. Yeah. It's just sad that we have to go that far mm. to please that when in reality, like you said, someone's clearly dazed or knocked out, that independent doctor should be able to make a call. But I like what you said last week, and it's true. They don't have the same skin in the game that anyone else as associated with that team or game do. They're just there to make a black and white call yeah. 
on what they think from their medical perspective. But yep. mate, you can't, you can't. We can't just be pulling everything out again. Common sense isn't common, but <laughs> mate, absolutely <laughs> seems to be the biggest problem. And it will get to a point where that will decide a finals game this yeah. year. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that Dragons would have beaten Penrith because we absolutely don't know, but it definitely didn't help their cause. And I just think that, like, with that thinking, with like with the doctor. And, and again, to be clear, guys, we do agree with having an independent doctor. We all yeah, agree with that. Yeah. We all agree with that. You know, we, me and you, Shandor, we've got skin of the game. Like, I definitely have CTE to, an, to a degree. Mm. Everyone does. Everyone mm. that plays played rugby mm. league has brain damage to mm. a degree. So to say that we don't care, we fucking care because mm. our lives are going to be affected. When we're 60, 70, we'll feel the effects. Now, it may not be the degree that some other players, but it will still feel the effects. Anyway, um, I agree with the independent doctor, but I just think that even okay, so let's say you agreed. Okay, if he holds his face, take him off. They have a, they can't ha- get back on for fifteen minutes. Yeah. So he so David goes off, passes the test. So he passes the HIT. He still has to stay off for fifteen minutes. It's like fifteen minutes they lose their like best winger, best outside back. Uh, growing pains. Oh, this probably just growing pains. But I just I wanted to get give it. more power to the ruling and the judgment by the doctor. You also have to give equal power for the opportunity if it's cleared to get back. Like that, that's, let's give that middle ground. Okay, give power to the doctor to make his judgment. Yep. But when the call's made, we should have back out the ability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Shouldn't be bound by a time period. Because what, what like what I'm not understanding is what are you saying? Are you if he passes the test, then you are saying that he doesn't have. A HIA. Exactly. So why is he still off the field? Exactly. Is he letting it down or like you know what I mean? Like, yep. is he does he need more time? If he needs more time, then he then he is concussed and he mm. shouldn't be back on that field. Um, yeah. So it's it's tough. It's like, just it's at the point now where you you have to change the way you pick your bench too. I think. Yeah. True. You have to almost carry a center or a winger there. You're going to guarantee one's probably going to be. Yeah. You got. It's going to happen. You have to be prepared yeah. for it. And 15 minutes might not sound like, but. In a game, you mm. guys can talk more about it. That's an eternity. We're just, an you eternity. can lose a game in 15 minutes. Yep. We're just way too close on the boundary of games being called by either penalties, yeah. bins, or the concussion yeah. rule. Mm. So, absolutely agree with the independent doctor. This is growing pains. You know, yeah. it is growing pains. Hopefully, we can sort it out in the next few weeks. But let's get into our first segment Team of the Week. Here. What is your, we'll go Shandor. What is your team of the week? All right, man. My team is. It was t- a lot of tough positions, oh, to be honest, tough especially tough around the halves and the outside backs. But I went uh, Sloan, Coates, Gagai, Farnworth, Marju, the big man on the wing, uh, Clifford and Hines, Butcher, Harry Grant. I thought he was a standout at nine. Uh, Saifidi, Frizzell and Kikau, Fanukan, And then my bench, I went Brimson, Takiaho, Hastings and Fanua Blake. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, mine's pretty similar. Um, I think we've got three different fullbacks. So I went for Reese Walsh in a losing side. I thought he was sensational his first game back. Xavier Coates on one wing with Greg Marsh. You just like him because he's hot, bro. That's exactly it. Dylan Brown. <laughs> I bet you Dylan Brown's in your side because he's cool. Centers, <laughs> uh, Gagai and Farmworth. I thought both of those two were unreal. Yeah, um, seven, I've gone for Hines. Six, controversial. I went for Hastings. I just yeah. thought he was the best player on his team by a country mile. Um, up front, AFB and Takiaho, Harry Grant at nine. Uh, Bo Fermor in second row with Frizzell. Isaiah Yo at 13. I could pick Isaiah Yo every week. Yeah, literally. The way every we're week. going. Yeah. Uh, my bench, a little bit light, but I've gone with AJ Brimson and Clifford. I just couldn't leave them out. Uh, Nat Butcher and Dale Finucan as well. I thought he was great for Cronulla. Yep, so I've gone. I have gone. Ooh. I'm on the wrong. I'm on Maddie's team of the week. Just says Reese Walsh 17 times. You're <laughs> sicko, bro. Weirdo. 
Um, <clears throat> so I went Tedesco, Mazu, Herbie, Gagai, Philip Sammy, Brimo, Hines, Tokiaho, Grant, Braden, mm. uh, Hamlin, Ueli, Firma, Frizzell, Curran at 13, 14, Clifford, 15, uh, Fenua Blake, 16, Kikau, 17, Butcher, 18, Hastings. Let us know in the comment section. Matter of fact, let us know in the comment section and I will give a case of beer to one lucky commenter. That's, I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling generous. A case of beer to one lucky uh, commenter. So let us know what your team of the week was. Make sure you comment in the YouTube actual comments, not the live chat. Yeah, not the live in the YouTube comments. So if you're listening to this auto, go to our YouTube. Also subscribe to our YouTube. Don't forget to do that. I've never, we always forget to say that. Every time. Literally been like a year and a half. I think I said it once. Subscribe to the YouTube. Um, now, on to the games. Uh, what cracking matches that we had on the weekend. Uh, what I love about this this year is I feel like the gap between the best and the middle of the table has really tightened up. And I even think that, like, compared to last year, we're looking at the Knights right now, for mm. example. And the Knights last year, there is no chance you could say they could fight for a top six position. No way. And yes, it's round two. So it's a very long year. I'm not saying that this will continue on. But if you if you took away your bias prior and going forward and you were just if let's say you had you were an alien that came down to earth and you watched the Knights play these first two rounds, you would go, fuck, these guys probably top tier team. And last year you couldn't say that. You mm. could not say that at all. So I'm absolutely loving how entertaining the games are. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 